peace and blessings be upon you. In the name of God, the most gracious and the most merciful. All glory and praise belongs to God and salutating with salutations to the beloved and all the beloveds of God who include Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and his holy family. Thank you so much for tuning into our 21st Healing is Believing podcast series. And today we will be discussing about spirituality and children. Joining me is our uh, co-host Imam Saab, the delightful all the way from Europe, and also Dr. Isa White Muhammad from Orlando, Florida, and myself, QW. Assalamu alaikum, Dr. Isa. Assalamu alaikum, Imam Saab. Well, before we uh, divulge into the subject of um, spirituality and children, I wanted to let our audience know that it's going to be very exciting because the commencement with the month of August here in Orlando, Florida, we will be starting to teach uh, sessions and uh, coursework on truth and spirituality. So please do um, tune in to our website for the uh, open house um, dates, which will be announced in um, Orlando, where you can find out information on our curriculum and what we will be offering to our audience who is seeking to have more insight on energy, consciousness, all your questions that you have been trying to seek answers for. And we're here to help um, all of you. So if you'd like to also get in touch with us directly, feel free to email us at info at the Divine Clinic foundation.org. Having said that, um, I'd like to open up the discussion as we talk about uh, spirituality and children. And it is such a vast subject with a lot of insight. And I'm just going to pass this on to Dr. Isa, um, you know, being a parent uh, yourself, how we can um, in, incorporate, inculcate and help our audience, our listeners, parents, and um, going through the challenges and the essence and importance of teaching um, spirituality in children. So Dr. Isa, if you can please start off. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. This is such a dear and wonderful topic, not only to myself, but to millions of parents throughout this country and throughout the world. When we speak about spiritual children or or developing a spiritual child, we're really talking about parenting, how to develop the inner strength of that child, how to get that child to become more in tune with the God within her or him so that they can be more fluent in understanding what what God is, what the spiritual essence of the world is. Now, we're not talking about religion. It doesn't care, it doesn't make a difference if you're a Muslim, or Jew, or Catholic, or Buddhist, or Hindu, or anything. Because spirituality is the interconnection, listening to that God within you. Sometimes, you know, you see children, and they're looking at a butterfly, or looking at a leaf on a tree, or they're looking at a bug, and the parents and the adults are saying, what is this child doing? Why is this playing with this, this thing? Why is it playing with this, this blade of grass? They see the God within that blade of grass. They see the peace. 
within the, within that grade of, uh, blade of grass. They see the essence with them. The importance of spirituality with children is that once they understand it and have it, they become better beings. It's been recorded that a child that has a spiritual base, they are 60% less likely to be involved in drugs, alcohol, or any other substance, not even smoking. And if they have a spiritual base, they are less likely to be depressed. And we have depression among children, especially in the Western Hemisphere. From an assortment of things. No, we haven't seen a time like this before when our children are on Prozac and Ritalin and other types of uh, medicine to calm them down. But the essence of it is that we as the parents, we have to embrace spirituality within ourselves and then the children can see that we are lovers of nature. And that's what, and that's what spirituality is. Loving of nature, listening to the God within, listening to and watching the God with, that's around you. In essence, if we do this, then we will teach our children and our children will grow up to have the characteristics of God. Not that he or she will be God, but that they will see the God within them. For example, QW, when we look at you, for example, Imam, when we look at you, we see a divine element within you. We see the spirit, the love, the, 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 the perpetual energy of goodwill. So then we say, oh, QW, oh, Imam, you remind us of God. Not that you are a God, but you remind us of the characteristics of the God. Then, once the children have that, then they grow up to become what? Leaders, or a better word than leader, a savior to the community. All right? Because they can, they, they create an atmosphere where other children follow them. My son, for example, you know, and I brag on him a lot because he has the essence of spirituality with him. Now, as a Muslim, one time when he was small, he was about six or seven years old, and we went to a church. And this was a quite large church, maybe six or seven hundred people were, were in attendance. Before the minister spoke, my son just left the pew where I was, went into the front of the church, and told the church before the minister that he had something to say. And what did he say? He was talking about the love of Prophet Esau and how we should emulate that. Now, who was speaking with him? Who was speaking to my son? It was the spirituality, the gospel within that was enunciating a message to those around him. Do you follow me? Beautiful. Yes. Well said. Mm -hmm. so, 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 so what we're talking about is the creativity and the creation of the spiritual growth of our children. And these are the things that will help save our world, save our families, save ourselves. Now, Imam, he can take it a little bit farther than I, as he is the theologian of all of us. Go ahead, Brother Imam. Alhamdulillah, very uh, elaborate way of introduction. Yeah, I don't think I could talk that. Alhamdulillah. You know, I myself, um, 
you know, okay, I'm not, I'm not a parent myself, yeah. But however, I do understand from the countless yes, cases, you know, every single day I'm on the phone, you know, I'm communicating, I'm meeting, you know, physical interactions with parents, you know. And what I've seen is, is that those parents who are going through the most suffering, honestly, their children are the most blessed. For some reason, it's just, it's just the way it happens. And consistently, I'm seeing this all the time in our work, you know, in terms of our reach. And, you know, coming across these children who themselves, now when you look at it from a very exoteric dimension, you see that these young children are exposed to certain trauma uh, within the home, which is very unbalancing, you know, because a child is meant to develop naturally, organically, you know, with love, as you say, and with nourishment of the heart and the soul and the mind. You know, all of these things are holistically working together to create that child into a better person of tomorrow. The problem that we have is that in most of these cases where there's affliction of negative energy, right, be, you know, um, from whichever angle, I mean, there are many factors in which you can, you know, imbibe negative energy on yourself, your person, and your home, which we've talked about in various other segments prior to this conversation. But when a child is exposed to that environment where, you know, a, a husband is always belittling his wife, I mean, what, what type of characteristics are we instilling in our children? When you look at it from a very physical perspective, but then let's look at the spiritual, because that's fundamentally where the books are not teaching you this, right? So when we're looking at the spiritual aspect of the spiritual conditioning of that child, we're seeing that this child who's supposed to go through this kind of very balanced life. Now, we understand in, in the worldly terms that, you know, with our children, it's very important that we give them a balanced lifestyle, a balanced diet, you know, the importance of all of these things. So what about the balancing of the spirit? Because when you're exposing that child to constant toxicity, because maybe the parents, and again, the parents are not to blame, but it's the system and the environment which they are in and the situation, circumstances that they're in, that they are way in over their heads. For example, you know, people react to different situations differently. So when you have a situation where it may be a single mother working two jobs to put food on the table, to pay for the rent, you know, that's hard work for a woman. That woman has got to be very, very strong. And then the child also, if she has any children, have to, she has to play that mother role. And she has to give them all the nourishment and everything else. But you see, with life, it comes sacrifice. One thing comes at a cost of another, you know. So when we aspire for the world and worldly things in a way that is not balanced, what can happen is that our relationships with our children and their growth and their development is also compromised. And that is very important to understand, is that if we don't look after our children's spirituality from the base level, then we're going to run into problems later on, especially when they become adults. Now, if you look in across the spectrum of science and studies and scientific studies, when you talk to psychologists, for example, and they say to you that statistically, you know, abused children, there's a high chance that these abused children end up becoming abusers themselves. Why? Because they haven't learned how to process what has happened to them, right? And, you know, there's there's damage that has happened there. And it's never, and this child doesn't understand what forgiveness is, and there's remorse, and there's guilt, and there's all these other situations of fluctuations. Now that child is gonna grow up to be a parent possibly as well. So now we have another danger on our hands, you know? We have a, a community that is filled with uh, pickpockets of individuals who have not learned how to deal with emotional uh, emotional energy in a very 
productive way, in a spiritually balancing way. And that's why, you know, in an essence, what we do with the spiritual cleansing of the home is that we take care of all of the... You know, there's an element of where we, you know, we look to kind of cleanse the the environment of the home because energy like oxygen like the you know like the oxygen in the air you know it does it hangs around you know and there's a reality to all of this so what about energy what about sound you know does that does that leave sort of a, a devastating effect as well within our homes if we're not dealing with that energy what happens to that energy what's happening to our children when they are looking at these situations how is that changing them i think it's very important to understand because the children are majority of the time very non-vocal they, they you know we're seeing now as well we're seeing a longer delay in children's development right you know across the world in, in these are developing countries or developed countries i should say like the americas europe you know where where i am at the moment in the uk in, you know over in birmingham you know places like this we're seeing a high number of children who are born and their speech is coming at a, late, a much later stage so why is that? There, the, clearly, there's this whole uh, society is becoming more technologically advanced, but we, as I think, as a as a, a unit, a family unit, are becoming, you know, spiritually backward. I think, you know, we're taking, uh, and you know, what was the, uh, you 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 were touching on some very interesting topics there about, you know, your son, for example, you know, what he said and what he was inspired with, and that's beautiful because why? Because you see, the thing is, what children have and what adults lack today is innocence. Children have innocence, you know, and that's why the divine inspiration of God can run through a child like no other person, like no other adult, unless the adult himself has reached the state which we call a perfection of the self, perfection of himself. You see what I'm saying? And that's really the ideology, or that's the end goal really, of every single human being who's looking to attain a form of spirituality. We're saying, listen, do you really want to stop at where you're walking down the road and, you know, everything is in, in wonderment and amazement? Do you really want to stop there? Or do you want to continue on the spiritual ladder in learning more and more about yourself? And the only truly way in learning more about yourself is through the suffering of others. That's the way I've been taught. That's the way my teacher was taught as well, you know. And that's the way that I, I feel that is the way moving forward, that the only, the only way that we understand the beauty of God is through the suffering, you know, through the healing of the suffering of others. You know, being even on a social level. There's so much good work going on around the world. Honestly, I cannot commend humanity enough. The way that the local governments are coming together to tackle homelessness, you know, the way corporations are coming together to help tackle certain social issues, of course, people's hands are tied because of certain, you know, um, certain politics and certain laws that are, you know, fixed and things like this. Of course, we're going to get that everywhere. But if you see on the whole, you see that humanity is working very hard. You know, the people are giving up their time doing charity work. People are working 12-hour days, but still working, finding time on the weekends to spend, you know, on the wounds of cancer, you know, cancer patients and burn victims, you know, to go there and to give some morale boost and things like this, you know, to spend time with people. This is very beautiful, you know. We are seeing a surge, I believe, in in the way that spirituality is affecting our lives in a very beneficial way today. You know, I just believe that, you know, a lot of people have this kind of negative viewpoint of the world, 
And this is very toxic because if you hold a very negative viewpoint of the world, you are carrying that toxicity with you no matter what. Wherever you go, you're carrying that bad energy with you. And it's uh, Yes, it's very toxic. Yeah. You have children around you, they're innocent. You're going to involve them into this. You are an accomplice. Absolutely. A lot, of people, a, lot of, yeah. a lot of people don't understand that children will follow what you do. So therefore, if you are praying, meditating, doing thinker prayer, um, and coming in tune with the God within you, and you I think we lost Dr. Issa. Are you there? Um, I'm here. Yeah. Dr. Issa, are you there? Hello? Uh, it's just reconnecting. Um, I see. Okay. Um, well, I mean, did you want to elaborate while he's just reconnecting back with us? Did you want to just share some of yeah. your points as um, well? You know, innocence, innocence is, is true beauty. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. we're living in an era where innocence is, is actually um, taken away from children and because of all the uh, media influences that we are going through on a, um, a daily basis in terms of taking that away. And so what happens is that consciousness um, of the child um, is more of a, a low level. And they get attached to their surroundings feeling that's, that's everything. That's the, the icing on the cake, but that's, there's more. There's more to life and there's deeper because of the visual, of the conjecture, of the now, of the instant gratification, that, um, that the element of spirituality is something of the unseen. It's felt. There's patience. There's perseverance. You know, there is dedication. Um, and there's a lot of steadfastness. And to, to really get to know yourself and to believe that there is a, a higher power and oneness and it is, it is really to, to when you are in an environment where you, there is a lot of nature and um, away from the distractions of the world, you know, from technology, which we need, but at the same time, having um, boundaries on them allows us, you know, to, to tap into ourselves on a deeper level, like reflection. We know in meditation, zikra meditation, the powerfulness, if every school implemented that, you know, from all your public, private schools, had a daily practice of reflection. How would our lives be, you know? And going, allowing children to get to know themselves and then not being in an imbalanced state or, you know, able to handle matters of bullying to um, the stresses of life and mental health. But then it also comes down to the values because with, uh, with, um, with the progress of development of civilization there's also been a loss of uh the values that were you know the foundational values have kind of um you know you know kind of dwindled or become dim and what we're really doing at the divine clinic foundation is reviving the classical islamic teachings to get people to what true islam means you know what is the truth of it where you know we are you know pure beings you know and we're just here to purify so to you know, cleanse ourselves, cleanse our homes, cleanse our environment so that we can all live in true peace. And, and it's like, it comes back to the, the saying of brotherhood, you know, it's important that we all, you know, 
you know, God created us all differently, but the message is the same and for us to live harmoniously. And, yeah. and that, because of all politics, has created such a division. And we see the outbreaks of civil wars and political, you know, leaders wanting to take control of communities. And then that essence of spirituality just from last week is, in, um, is lost today. And there are youths that can't even come to the places of worship because they can't, uh, they, they're finding that there's a disconnect between yeah. their their lives and then what they're being taught. So yeah. it's um, it's a very fine, uh, you know, like line in terms of teaching because the books will only teach you, you know, so much. But then when you come in the hands or in the direction, get guided in the direction of somebody or of a of a of a being that has, is close to Allah because of their uh, uh, connection and inner wisdom, is the greatest yeah. gift that um, can guide us all to get back and um, help our you know help our ummah, help us all of humanity. And truly, yeah. that's what we stand at. Divine Clinic Foundation is really about unifying all of us and. We can't change the world, just like you had said last week, Imam Saab, but it's about changing yourself. And hopefully when you change yourself, you know, it comes back to the notion of, you know, uh, you change yourself, you change, you know, your your inner environment and your, you know, house, community, and it grows. And it just takes a one true believer, you know, and you can cause a ripple effect. 100%. I mean, you know, just to add to what you're saying as well, because... You put it very beautifully there. I think what we have to do, and I'm trying to at the moment as well, so our listeners, trying to add back Dr. Dr. Issa back to the conversation. Um, can we just, with- let's just pause here for one moment. Okay. Alhamdulillah. Assalamu alaikum, Dr. Issa. Welcome back. Alhamdulillah. We had a bit of a technical glitch there, folks. But uh, Dr. Issa, alhamdulillah, is still with us, and he's well. Alhamdulillah. Welcome back. Thank you. Good to be back. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good to be back. I, I was just talking. What's happening here? Yeah. You gotta love yeah, technology, right? Pros and cons. But I'm telling you, you see, the, the wisdom and the work that we're enunciating tonight is so heavy and so strong that it's blowing up the wires. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That, that has to be said, yeah. and it has to be understood. Because we're we're at a, we're, we're talking about developing children, and and, and 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 teaching them how to understand the spirituality within themselves. I don't know where I left off at, if, um, but I know one thing is that if we want to save the world that we live in, we have to find the proper process. Of tuning in to the to, to, tuning into the spirituality of our children because because they have something and we have to nurture them and, and work with them so that they can be a stronger entity within our world. And you see, if we don't do this, they will carry on the same nonsense that we have. I am so blessed. To be honest with you, that I'm part of this divine clinic, this healing process. I'm so blessed that I'm able to enunciate my feelings and this testimonial to the world about the essence 
speaking to me. Yeah. Because the reason why it's important is because the inner God within them represents the pillars of the new world. We always pray for somebody to come. We're always talking about can we change things for the better. But listen to the children. They have a clairvoyant spirit. They're, they're, they, they have a connecting spirit to the good angels. Uh, today, when I left the masjid after Juma, my, my son, we were in the car just talking, and he said to me, Dad, there was a negative energy. A negative energy. All right? They're coming out of the masjid. Then he said, there are some people around you, Daddy, that, that felt negative. It is not anything that these people said to me. It's not anything that they said to my son or anything that they did to us. Very nice people. But their inner soul was corrupt. You follow me? The inner soul. So my son said, we have to stay away from them. Or we have to do what? CW, we have to cleanse them. Hmm. Right. You see? And once we, and once the children feel this, they understand good. They understand essence. Remember, the first, the first element of spirituality and miracle was Esau speaking to the masses when he was an infant. That's something. So the point is, is that we, we have to cleanse ourselves. We have to be better people. Because our children follow what we do. If we're smoking, they smoke. If we're using profanity, they use profanity. If we're looking at porn, they look at porn. If, if, you're, if you're smoking marijuana and taking crack and cocaine, guess what? They're going to do it too. They're not going to do what you say. They're going to do what you do. But if they see us getting closer to the spirituality of the God, they will also become closer to the God within themselves, and they will not have the negative forces of the world. It's like the scripture says, they will be in the world, but what? Not of the world. And that's when I see the Imam, he is in the world, but he's not of the world. When I see QW, she is in the world, but she is not of the world. She and the Imam are walking at a different level, at a higher plane, because they tapped into the intelligence of the spirituality itself, and which they're trying to teach us. I mean, all I can say after that is all praises are due to Allah, and all praises are due to the friends and the families that I have within the divine thing. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, you know, your compliments, I have to say, Dr. Ubisa, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> you're too kind. <laughs> yeah, you're very kind. Alhamdulillah, you know, the reality is, though, is that if, it's you, if you can see that, though, then you, sir, you are part of that same process. You are part of that, that it's you know, like, that happening. Like attracts right? like, right? Um, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, we have to say that, if, and this is the thing, it's about bringing like-minded people together for a discussion, you know, in terms of understanding that, look, no community, yeah? I don't care how many businesses you have and, you know, whether you have Microsoft, Google, whoever, you know, in any given uh, area, district, right? 
But the reality is, is that if you, you know, you can have 100 houses, 2 million houses in that place. But the reality is, is that you've got no people to build them. Where do the people come from? They are the children, right? The children grow up, become adults, become part of society, which they already are. But, you know, in terms of more of an integrated force, you see? So we have to understand that there is an importance upon ourselves, a, a, a clinical and a spiritual responsibility towards looking at our homes, removing all toxicity, removing and understanding our own uh, spiritual elements and essence, because without essence, there is really nothing, you know? Prayer, worship is dead without essence. You know, what is essence? You know, essence is not something you can carry in your hand, right? You know, it's something that you have to, it's, it's a process, it's a system. But that system is something that is from the unspoken, uh, unspoken world, like the Quran itself. It didn't come, it didn't materialize from the Holy Prophet sitting at a desk, you know, writing down copious notes. But no, it was with the Holy Prophet connecting to something that was not of this world, you know, something divine, God himself, you know, through the wasila or through the intercession of the angel, right? The, the, the angel of all angels, right? Jibra'il or Gabriel, as he's also known as well, you see? So there's this this link of intercession hood as well. I say that, you know, when we look at parents, for example, the parents are that bridge, that gap between that child and God. So, like you said, Dr. Isa, just to kind of bring it into perspective, is that, yes, you're right, that child is looking at the mother and father and looking at a way of emulation. He's saying, well, I can behave like this because my parents behave like this. So if your parents are good, then you, by and large, will also be good as well. If you had good morals instilled in you from you know a young age, then this will also be something that will manifest later on in life. But you see, the problem today that we have is that children, you know, children are being sort of, um, you know, they're, they're being sidelined because of, you know, we lead busy lives today, right? So the children are not getting as much focus or attention as they would do 20, 30 years ago, 50 years ago, right? You know, there's less activity happening. You, the rates of obesity are rising. You know, the, oh, there's yeah. a massive drive on a social level to get children active again. Why? Why are we having to go through all of this? We're basically, as we become technologically more advanced, we become more lazy as a society. We become, you know, we're taking everything as a backward approach. If we can just accept, and this was covered in our last podcast as well, where we said accepting the testing, yeah? That if you can accept that God himself, yes, you're having to work very hard. You're having to put food on the table. You're having to do this, do that. But then you've also got this test of being a parent. And yes, it's difficult, but you know what? God does not give a soul more than he can bear. So you've got four kids and four master feet. Then you know what? you just got to get up and go. You've got to develop the attitude. If you haven't got and you're, you know, you, if you haven't got that drive and you can't put it within you, then go to those people who can help you, support you. You know, because that's what this is all about. This is, it's about becoming a, a larger community, but only by connection. A community does not become a community, you know, just by itself. It doesn't spontaneously become a community. It only becomes a community by coming together. And the biggest thing of unifying us and everyone else is children, right? Everybody, everybody, you know, is united in the welfare of children. Yeah? And that's we right. must stand against injustice against you know, the injustice happening to children today, 
that things that you know like for example you know the things that we come across i don't really want to disclose it on the open air but there are situations where there's abuse there's child abuse happening you know as well so then you know we have to put into place uh, measures that are there also with the you know with the the local laws as well right so we have to cover ourselves in terms of making sure that the child is safe on a on a social level right because there are concerns there are needs you know because people often at times you know the sensibility of them as well has to be called into question you know you are responsible for bringing life into this world then you are responsible for raising that child yeah you can't just suddenly say well I'm not interested in becoming a parent anymore I'm just going to leave it doesn't work like that you know you can't just keep throwing yeah. in the towel because you know you see how many children today you know single mothers with kids yeah shocking number why because we live in an age of decadence where a man is free to sow his oats and then leave the woman as and when he desires move on to the next one you know in some cultures and I'll tell you this now from my own uh, my own uh, experience you know with people around me myself that you know it's almost like a you know oh, how many children do you have oh, i've got so and so but i've got this many baby moms as well right it's like it's, it's like an accolade now it's it's right, uh, when you think right. about it spiritually it's disgusting yeah spiritually it's yeah. disgusting because why because these women they've got you know you've had to leave them they're left with no support they're left with nothing you know and we're looking at the child we're looking at the mother hello so we're looking at the family as a complete unit ourselves are responsible for the breakdown of of of, uh, of these communities we are responsible it doesn't matter whether we are the same race or the same religion no 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 it doesn't matter this is all our responsibility you know we cannot take this type of attitude lightly and say yeah this type of behavior is is fine and it's acceptable it's not acceptable yeah it's not acceptable if you're going if you're going to take a relationship with the lady or with you know however your orientation is that relationship has to be based on trust sincerity and love it's very important love because that's what that relationship is teaching you every single relationship that you embark on in this life and I'll give you some words of wisdom from our teacher is that every single relationship that you embark on in this life teaches you more about yourself than it does about the person you're with always absolutely and you cannot come out of a marriage or a relationship or anything say alhamdulillah you know what it's been the best 20 years that I've had with you i know we have to go our separate ways but however i've learned so much more about myself thank you for teaching me patience thank you when was the last time we had a conversation like this in our houses when i don't know you know we've gone away from being honest with our hearts because our fear that you know will be ridiculed or that our dominance in the home will be uh, and the, the reality is if we look at the relationships of even the holy prophet and his family and we look at the prophets of the past with their relationship with their wives it was about a respect yeah it wasn't about saying oh you know we're coming together because we have the same kind of you know bank balance or we have the same social values no it's about that we have the same respect towards god that we will respect each other for his sake and in doing so bringing life into this world that we will also respect that life because that life is worth precious it's precious every child is precious every child you know as we speak on this on this podcast now countless number of children have, are being abused all around the world yeah all around the world and this is having a, a very tremendous negative spiritual impact on them 
that if we don't deal with and if we don't get involved as a community, then we only have ourselves to blame, ultimately. I would agree with that. 100%. Sorry, the the connection is as though um it's cutting out again with Dr. Isa. Are you okay, there? Sorry, that? Uh it's reconnecting to uh, okay. uh Dr. Isa. I think we lost him. Um it's still um um intermittent. Okay. So we're still having some glitches at the moment. Yeah, we're having you know, this this podcast um, you know, is so deep and we may have to even um you know oh we just got disconnected again with Dr. Isa. Just hold on. Everyone and everything. Talking about spiritual awakening, inner peace, true happiness, no matter what the circumstances, you know? Feeling and, and having unconditional love. We have to teach our children that have unconditional love. Most of us don't have unconditional love. We say, I forgive you, but I I love you, but and we and we as Muslims we play it off in this way. I love you in uh in, 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 in the state of our in the state of our life. You know, you put a footnote to it. Alright? Unconditional love is true love for all living beings. No matter what. And once you get this unconditional love is true happiness. And then you're on your way to what? Spiritual awakening. Alright? Then you know your path. And that's where we are. All right, we have to be completely cleansed to do this. No other way. You can't pussyfoot around it. You can't jive it. You can't play with mama, daddies, and mama, mama, whatever you call it. How do you say that? <laughs> Baby mamas, right? <laughs> mama, mama, yeah, whatever. Yeah, the social context is these days. I don't know, but yeah, I mean like baby mamas and so forth. You know, this type of bragging rights. I mean. It's, it's uncalled for, it's unnecessary, and it's disrespectful to women. It's disrespectful to family values as a whole, you know. You're right, completely right. right. We, we must empower the home, the families again. We must empower them with the, with the understanding that every action that you do, the child will have a reaction to that action. That's right. Well, That's right. We have to protect, and we have to do everything to... To, to, to work and keep strong families, but families that are that are cleansed, families that are spiritually aware, families that are spiritually centered. You cannot have a family that's productive that is not spiritually cent- uh, centered. I don't care how much money you may have. For example, we want to lead this country in a more holistic manner that people will want to emulate. When was the last time we had a spiritual president? I think the the closest one was Jimmy Carter. Was constantly trying to get into his inner self. I don't know about the leadership in England or France or or Germany or Italy. Well, well, on that note, Dr. Issa, we could see the state of the 
the state of the Americas of the way the condition is, because fifty percent is of what had voted for, well, at least at least a little bit over fifty, but it was electoral electoral um, votes that uh, as opposed to popular votes, but very neck to neck, and that shows a state of the people's inner selves when we are choosing our leaders. What is the condition of our heart? Because that would reflect. Um, you know, the spiritual status or the status of what we're trying to advocate, what we were born, and then live in harmonious, um, you know, environments and have peace. Um, and the secular life has taken over. Um, and spirituality is looked as, you know, the value of spirituality is, on, is, is dim. And you can't see it. But you feel it every day when someone says something or and how you react to it. And it's one thing to negate the feeling and how you react to it. But it, yeah. your heart knows and your heart feels. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're left out the spiritual center, what do you have? Addiction? Depression? Mm-hmm. Insomnia? You have a dysfunction in yourself. And we, even as Imam once stated on another broadcast, that even our religious leaders avoid a spirituality. Mm-hmm. A few nights ago, I went to a, a religious uh, a venue, a masjid, and to make prayer. Now, after prayer, Imam was talking, and he's saying some really nice, interesting things about family and life and so forth. Very intriguing. Then I went to ask him a question. Instead of even allowing me to ask my question, he started to reprimand me about my attire because I had a ring on. <laughs> What's wrong with this problem? So ways away. Yeah, with all the problems we have, he is more concerned about, a, about something I had on my finger. He was void of spirituality because he was a fool. There's a story uh, that Esau has in the Bible that says, don't be the ass with the books. And that really means that you can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you don't understand the, the, the books and the knowledge that you have, you will be an ass. You'll be dumb. You'll be a donkey. And I spoke to a donkey who did not understand his spirituality and his role in helping people. I hope he's listening. (laughs) (laughs) I I can understand your frustration there, Dr. Teresa. But, you know, like I said, this is not really about, uh, you know, judging anyone, you know, in this way. What we're saying is that, look, I can I can I can vouch and say that this person has got some bad energy with them, and the reason yeah, why I can say this confidently to you, yeah, I mean I don't mind. I will stick up for whatever I've said ever in all these podcasts, whatever I've said. Uh, you know, I will I will hold true to my word in saying, you know, I'll hold true to my beliefs, mm-hmm. right? In saying yes, there is a fitna, there is there is this injustice that is happening to our communities. I don't believe the leaders themselves are listening. I mean, even today, I, I personally went with some associates. I went to um, a, a religious establishment to talk about, you know, spiritual health and mental health, the link, um, especially with the women in our communities and how, what were they doing?
doing to tackle it. And that's what I really wants to get to the bottom of. And, uh, you know, they were more interested in understanding what were your papers, right? You know, where did you study? What, what country do you come from? I mean, you know, when you look at the messengers in the Quran itself, and I know we're deviating slightly from the conversation, original conversation, but when you look at the Quran itself, he doesn't mention, when he says the messengers came, the messengers came with what? They didn't come with papers, they didn't come with any, they came with a message. And in the same way ourselves, you know, when we're coming with a clear message about, well, we want to understand our community better, and we want to understand, well, we are dealing with this type of affliction on a daily basis. Uh, what steps are you taking as a, you know, as a hub for the community? What steps are you taking and can we be of service to you? This is a thing. And, you know, we're opening our arms in friendship. But, you know, they're crossing their arms in, the, you know, in sort of exoteric, exoteric drool and, and, and drabbage and stuff like this because they're making assumptions based on the fact that, well, who are you to speak about this? Yeah, unless your your face is on the billboard or it's on TV, that's the only really way that people will ever ever understand, you know, this, what you're trying to say. Because now you have a social status. It no longer becomes about the message anymore, but it becomes about seeing you, you know, being seen with you, because you are a man of status. And that's why the Holy Prophet himself he mentions in the Quran where he said that when people when he reached this you know, accolade, the status within his community at that time, the followers, you know, they would just come in and out of his house whenever they wanted. They felt they had a right to do that. This was the Holy Prophet, by the way, no? that God revealed the ayah in saying that those who are with the Prophet, you know, who spend time with him, you know, spend little time and then make your peace and leave. Do not overstay your welcome. Like, do not look at his wives in a, in a drug tree way or anything like this. Why? Because the wives of the Holy Prophet had light around them, which the people themselves couldn't understand. Because, again, you know, the way that we talk about spirituality and science, the way it all comes together very beautifully, they didn't have access to those knowledges then. So there was no way the Prophet himself could explain it from a perspective that is not part of the syllabus of life at that time. Yeah? Because it didn't exist. You see? You know, the discoveries weren't made and they weren't, you know, plentiful as they are today. We have, we have knowledge at our fingertips but we are asleep as a nation. That's the reality. You know, the learned among us are the most dangerous, yeah? Because they have been conditioned to believe what they believe in, and they won't accept anything else. They'll say, no, if a woman comes into our center and is suffering, we'll just refer her onto the psychologist, yeah? She's got a mental problem, and that's what it is. But what we're saying is, no, we need to understand this in saying, well, could there be more? That's what we want to explore. Could there be more to this? And what we're saying is we want to open up that discussion with, you know, with, with our communities because we're all, we're all part of one community. We all follow the same book. We all, you know, we all pray in the same direction. So if all of these unites us, then really when you look at the children and what we're talking about, the children are the foundation of any, then take the relevant step to learn more about yourself because you owe it to them. Forget about God. Forget about God completely, you know. There's no point talking about God and preaching because Christians have been preaching God and the Bible on the streets all over the world for the last 2,000 years, right? It's not going to change. We're still going to have preachers on street corners. That's never going to change, right? What we need to start talking about is the effects of our children. How are they being affected? Is your child experiencing development delays in, in, in learning? You know, is your child suffering with recurring nightmares? Is your child suffering with seeing things that aren't there? If this is the case, then get in contact with us. 
because you owe it to that child. You know, the sanctity of that child's soul is in your hands as a parent. We speak to you directly as, as the listeners. Thank you so much, um, Imam Saab, uh, for that uh, concluding remark. Um, that really is the you know what hits the nail, hits on the nail in terms of what we are trying here to help. And we all have free will, free choice. And if people recognize that the free will to take that step closer to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in the direction of those who are connected, who are only here to guide to guide one so that they may live a life with ease and peace. And uh, with that, I'd like to thank you also, Dr. Issa, uh, for joining us on today's podcast. And uh, we'll probably be evaluating this and we'll may have a segment two on this um, as this subject matter is depth and a session of um, 50 minutes is not uh, sufficient also to sum it all up. But, um, I'd like to thank our audience for taking the time to listen uh, um, to our podcast today on spirituality and children. And should you have any questions, please email us at info at the Divine Clinic Foundation.org. That's info at the Divine Clinic Foundation.org. And also to hear our previous podcasts, you can tune in on our website or iTunes. And you can find the uh, podcast available at www.thedivineclinicfoundation.org. Org. I'd like to say thank you, Dr. Issa. Thank you, Mom Saab. Thank you.